Hey y'all, welcome to episode one of Millennial Love. Welcome back to episode one What's up? of Millennial Love, where we discuss sex, love, and how we are selfish, selfish as fuck. Carl, you look so good today. Thank you. I ain't got no makeup Michelle, you look beautiful on. as ever. You Thank know what I'm saying? Thank you. She, that was cute. You chilling with no makeup on? You said you don't have no makeup? No makeup. Ah, fresh These eyebrows are trash. <laughs> <laughs> how y'all feeling today? I feel good. It's it was. Literally, because I'm drinking wine. It's a little chilly. But uh, it's a little chilly for Texas because, you know, Dallas would be hot. Like, we have two weeks of winter, and that's it. For, correct. Which, <laughs> listen, I appreciate this What's going to happen is uh, it's going to snow, and they're going to shut the whole city down. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm going to be stuck in the house. But With ramen noodles. Right. Um, I can wear my sweatshirts. Uh, shout out to Garb Noir. Yeah, yes. I love those shirts. Those shirts are so dope. Shout out to them. Check them out at Garb Noir on Instagram and um, on their website at garbnoir.com. G-A-R-B-N-O-I-R.com. I really love the concept because like when I wear my sweatshirt, I just feel like, yeah, you see me and you read you this. See you see me. It. You see me. Black excellence, honey. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so I wanted to start this week off with a little icebreaker. Oh, <laughs> a little gosh, 90s icebreaker. Everybody is in the dark but me and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> just, I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> I got a few questions for y'all. Um, y'all gonna get them, don't, don't okay, okay. Okay. Number one. All right. It's 90s, by the way. 90s R&B. Okay, I can, I, can, I can do that. I can do that. What time was Usher in his drop top cruising the streets? Seven o'clock. Seven Thank o'clock. You. Hey. Thank okay. you. Drop top hey. cruising the streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, all right, all right. Number two, how can you unbreak Tony Braxton's heart? Tell her you, you love, love her again. again. <laughs> I go, unbreak my heart. Stop it. See? Okay, we don't need to do that. <laughs> all right, number three, if Shy ever falls in love again, what will he, he be sure of? I don't know that song. Wait, 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 wait. I don't even think I know that person. Wait. The lady is just his friend. In love again. Yeah. I will be sure that the lady is a friend. Stop it. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, I did know the song. I just didn't know the person. Shaw was dope, man. Please bring that music back. Shaw was dope. I feel like that was there. I'm going to have to go listen to that later. But it's fine. It transcends through time. One hitter quitter. Number four. How much was Erica Badu born underwater with? The fuck? Six dollars. Shell, you should know this because she's from Dallas. In two dollars. Dallas. Wait, what? Wait. Come on. Um. Six dollars. Wait. Wait. Can you? Just, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Come on. I need somebody to sing the song um, though. Oh my mama, I'm feeling. I, I, my mama's gone. gone. I'm, I'm all alone. alone. The world keeps turning. Three dollars and six dimes. Three dollars. Yeah, three dollars and six dimes. 
Come on, y'all. That's right. Come we on, in Dallas. Hey. Come on, Erica. Shout us out, bro. Erica we in Dallas. We love she you. Ill. I've been loving you since Bag Lady, bro. I didn't even know what Bag Lady was for real, for real. I really thought she was talking <laughs> about people with a bunch of bags, like real talk. Literally. Like literally bags. Grocery bags. Right. Lo- luggage bags. But she's no talking idea. about the baggage that black women carry. Oh, I know, all honey. Of the world. I know, but I didn't know. I was 16. No, I was less She's than dope. Okay, number five. Why can't RL and Deborah Cox be friends? Because they're still in love. Correct. Because I'm still in love. Come on, Carl. Okay, let me stop. That's 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 that 68% black jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Nigeria. (laughs) It's soulful. Number six. What should you do to prove to Destiny's Child (laughs) that you ain't running game? Pay them bills? No. No. I should know this. To I... Destiny's Child? Wait, what? What should you prove to Destiny's <laughs> Child? That say you my name. Yes. Shout if out no to B. no one is around you, say, say baby, my name. I love you. Yes. Bruh, you ain't say, say the fuck out my name. Don't, don't. You need to say my name right now. I'm not getting off this say phone. My whole say, name. Say my name. I hate when mamas be mad and they don't open their teeth when they talk. You better say, say it. Say it right now. Okay. Number no, in the grocery store, she tells you to put it down. Did you put see? It wait. Down. Did you put see? Did you down. see Destiny's Child? Um, I think they recorded their concert and they like that. Say my name. Beyonce went off on that. Oh, like, I already know. She no, like, show okay. Out. No, but that's because she can. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Number seven. What should you do? <laughs> Come on, Rod. <laughs> I what feel like I'm gonna miss this. One. What should you do if you don't want Fantasia? <laughs> <laughs> this is two. This then is two thousand. Don't talk to her. <laughs> you don't want don't me. Want me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Listen, that is definitely the two thousand. Hey. Hey, I thought it was ninety. <laughs> best performer I've ever seen. Oh, Fantasia. Outside of Beyonce. Yeah, that performer. baby will take her shoes off. Honey. And wh- give you a full concert. She's she gonna be, give you all of her. She's gonna be musty you at the end. Will shed a tear. She gonna be musty because thinking her that you in church, evaporated. it is gone, <laughs> done. You, you will shed a, che- a tear thinking that you in church, right? But you talking about your ex, honey? <laughs> I saw her on American Idol, and when I first saw her perform, I said she gonna win. No lie, she gonna win. That was back when American right, Idol right, was right. the ish. Like, have you seen her live though? I have at Southern. Oh, have you she's seen her amazing. live? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Shout out to she Fantasia. Is, shout out to Fantasia. Sponsor us too, girl. We see <laughs> <laughs> we soliciting. Um, we see you. Number eight. What was T Pain trying to buy that girl? A drink. Buy a drink. I'ma buy you a drink. That's also in the 2000s. Ooh, ooh, I, thought ooh, it was yeah. I was in the I was in college. It was okay. Listen, it's a 2000. <laughs> it's a 92. It's from the 99 to the 2000. It's a merge. <laughs> okay. All right. Number nine. Where was Mary J. Blige going? Down. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> I told you you was going to know me. That is hilarious. I'm going down. Y'all remember when Tamara sung that on... Uh, no. No. Sister, sister? No. Not what? That was an epic <laughs> episode. Like, the dude had, like, broke up with her or whatever. Was, and that's when, like, I really figured that she could sing. Was this when she straightened... The twins straightened their hair? Yeah, their hair was straight. Okay. Yep. I missed yep. it. But you know they were wearing wigs. Everyone thought that that was Nuh-uh. their hair. But they were wearing wigs. Swear. If you go back and look... It's, you can the wigs s- and the weave? I mean, and the straight? I mean, the wigs Whenever the their hair the were straight... and the straight? It was a wig. Oh, straight. Yeah, when it was straight. Oh, oh wow! I didn't realize that until I saw one of the episodes as an adult. I'm like, wait, that's a fucking wig. That's a lace front. What they got going on? Okay. Away with them bitches. <laughs> Guards. Okay. Okay. Shout out to Mama D. Yes. Okay. 
Number 10. Okay. What weren't you supposed to bring into this dancery? <laughs> no hateration or holleration. <laughs> Let's just, just, I, I have to pose a question to Mary J. Baby, what is a dancery? <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Because I want to go. I don't know. <laughs> but what is holleration? Right. <laughs> Shout out to Listen, Mary J. Look, she just showed up to the studio with her shades, and she was like, "Now, nah, what, what am I supposed to sing?" And she just sang that bitch. She Didn't ask no that questions. And she came up with a dance move <laughs> <laughs> on stage with that asymmetrical um, bob. They were mad at her. They were like, "What is Mary J. doing?" <laughs> I love Mary J. Though I love absolutely love Mary J. Quintessential nineties. Quintessential. All right, number eleven. This is for you, Justin. How long did Tevin Campbell want to talk? <laughs> if you don't know this, I'm going to slap you. You love Tevin Campbell. For a minute. Yes. Okay. Can yeah. Hey. 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 For a minute. Hey. 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 Girl, Bo-ba- I yeah. to know. Stop. I do not know how to make it. Shout out to Tevin motherfucking Campbell. Come on, Tevin Campbell. Come through. Where's he at these days? <laughs> He's yeah, in, in these Atlanta streets, maybe. I don't know. Oh. I would just assume that he live in Atlanta. I don't know. Did he know. get fat like Avon or no? Nah, nah he's nah, real he super thin. thin. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Avon, girl. He's so fat. We what? <laughs> He's, Kiki, he's so I mean, come on, Do Kiki, not that's fat your shame friend. Avant put her on the map. Like she should really just. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about him though. Don't fat shame. No, that's true. Because I'm, I might I'm, get I'm in my thick Let stages right now. Kinda, yeah, yeah, me too. I'm on the cusp. What happened though? <laughs> I'm two cheeseburgers away. <laughs> what happened though? He just started eating a lot of. And he was short too, so there's no way Ooh, that he can hide true. that weight. That's true. That's true. I just need my friends <laughs> to just be friends and be like, "Hey, Michelle, it's getting out of control." What do I need to go to the gym with you? How do you want that to be related to you? Because I'm scared you're gonna be like, No, just I, let you know, yeah, just let me know. Just be like, All right, sh- before you take a bite, I just hold your wrist, like, <laughs> <laughs> you endanger girl. Don't Wait, do you that. Give her the look, like, mm, uh-uh, do don't do that. Don't you. eat their last piece. I'll be like, Shell, yeah, you just say girl. something. Just be like, Michelle, hey, like, um, are you trying to gain weight? Like, what's going on? Just say it like that. Don't say that to me, honey. Just let me be. No, please give it to me raw and uncut. Like, no. just let me know. My Stop mama it. be telling me, you need Bring to it chill. Back. <laughs> you really want to eat that mac? So we you? should just let you go. That's what you're saying. Yeah, just chill on it. I'm gonna know. Whenever I step on a scale and it's over 180, I'm gonna be like, mm. and when them jeans don't fit, I'm gonna be like, mm. nah. But being thick in your 30s is totally different from being thick in your 20s. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Different combo, different combo. Right, yeah. Number 12, last one, last one. <laughs> Excuse me. Number 12, without his girl, what was Cisco's life? If y'all don't know this, I'm going to slap Without you, you girl. My life is incomplete. Yes. <laughs> that was nice. That was nice. I like it. So, okay. Yeah, I see, y'all were like scared. nine out of 12. They were scared. They feel like they didn't know them. Yeah. I told y'all y'all was going to. It was the 90s and the 2000s. Because so. we're perfectionists. That's why. We just want to be out here on top of shit. That's <laughs> yes. all. I I can't. I I really can't believe I I knew this Cisco question. I'm a huge fan of Drew Hill, but not Cisco as a solo artist. Cisco's so dope. Like he's quintessential '90s too. Real Cisco, yeah, or Drew Hill. Drew Hill was Cisco 2000s or '90s, which was trash. (laughs) And Drew Hill though, Drew Hill was amazing. Thong song broke a lot of barriers. And that's it. It came. It rained, (laughs) and that was it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not gonna say it was a classic, but that, it did break barriers. It did. It broke the barriers for "Shake That Ass, Bitch." Show me what you got. But I was and really looking forward jeans. to hearing something oh, yeah, about um, juvenile and the fact that he said that we taking over for the nine nine in two thousand. I know, but that's, but it was R and B, and it's also well known. Like it's well known. Uh, and the 2000s. Right. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> Who took over for the nine? nine? Everybody would have been like, "No limit, we taking over." That's not no limit. That's cash money. Excuse me. I'm Oop. just letting you know. That is no, no, no. If you're gonna live in the boot, if you're gonna live in the boot, then you need to know. No. Don't <laughs> get it twisted. Mother effing points. All right, y'all. Let's go. All right. So our topic for today, <laughs> we're talking about when to abort relationships, friendships. Relationships, romantic relationships, and also family ships. Listen, I'm a huge fan of, of GTF. Get the fuck. <laughs> I was about to be like, what does that stand for? <laughs> Get the fuck on all levels. That's my answer. If you come to me with drama, I'll be like, are you sure you need to be in this situation? Because you can just leave. Like, <laughs> let it go. Just, let it just let go. it go. So, but, Carl, what you have? What you have? Okay, so we're going to talk about friendships first because I think oh, gosh. as millennials, we value our friendship so much more. Yeah, we do. Dun, dun, dun. So, <laughs> so like, okay. So for me, I feel like friendships should add something to your life, right? So if I evaluate my friendship and I don't feel like you're bringing anything positive to my life and I write out a list of pros and cons because I'm weird and I write out lists of pros and cons. For your friendships? For, for everybody, mm. really. For myself Ooh. as well, my, okay. myself included. And if I feel like your pros are Did you write a list for me? Not yet? No. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good, good. Not yet. Y'all aren't on the list. <laughs> but if, yeah, if, if, if I feel like your pros are outweighed by your cons or your pros aren't like anything that's outside of surface level things, like I'm going to have to stop hitting you up and it's just going to kind of fall off. I think friends are seasonal. And some are supposed to be for a few months or a few years, and some are supposed to be for a lifetime. And I think you need to be able to distinguish the two. Right. I agree with that. I, I, I agree with you. However, I do feel that um, as millennials, we forget that we have to nurture. Um, yeah. Um, so as millennials, I do feel that we forget that we have to nurture our friendships in order to grow them. Absolutely. Um, and so often we look at the benefit um, of the relationship and not really acknowledging the fact that we have to work on it. So for me, whenever it's time for me to abort a friendship is when it becomes toxic and I am being fake. What do you it, mean? Like toxic in terms of if we go places um, and let's say if I, how can I put this? Okay, so if we go places, right? We go out, right? And, and we ride together, mm -hmm. um, I feel that if something happens to me mm -hmm. and we're together, then you need to be there in the event that I need you, okay. if that makes sense. So if someone jumps stupid towards me, and especially if I'm with my boys, and let's say I get jumped and they don't help me, oh, then listen. I get jumped. you are not my friend. And how, I'm taking it there, right? How often does that happen, though, Justin? Like, rarely. Let's, let's, it rarely happens. So let's talk about like... Okay, it's something that can legitimately happen. Yeah. Um, if a, if a relationship is toxic, if if I feel that you are somewhat hating, if I feel in my gut, if my gut has to question mm -hmm. why am I friends with you, mm -hmm. then more than likely I don't need to be friends with mm -hmm. you. If because right. we've all had that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And 
I don't know. That's just how I feel. Like if it's toxic, if it's negative, if if it hate is there, like friendship should not be about about hate. It should be organic. There should be a level of want that is just consistently there. True. Like I want to be your friend and so, you want to be my friend. You know? <clears throat> I completely agree that I should be able to um, have peace. I get what you're saying about it being toxic because I feel like in my friendships, I should be able to have peace with you. So if a situation arises with you and I feel like I have to think about it too much, then I'm not at peace in the situation. Um, I can say that there have been situations in the past where um, maybe something happened or something was said that you caused me to question you as a friend and as somebody that is supposed to be there for me. Mm -hmm. And if that happens and I'm, I begin to question what your relationship or your purpose is with me, then there becomes a problem because I don't think that friendship should be that hard. I feel like friendships should be easy because you choose them because you choose them. Right. Yeah. You choose them. And um, I don't think that I necessarily need to receive anything out of every friendship because I may be the person that's pouring something into right, that right. person. That's a good point. That's yeah, a good point. Um, but as long as we have peace. And so if we get to a point where it's not peaceful, like I'm always having a question, okay, this, you did this, you said that. Um, okay, you didn't say that to this person, whatever. Mm-hmm. When I get to that point... I feel like I'm questioning and I don't have peace. So it's time for me to back away. Gotcha. So for me, and I agree with you completely. I think the peace factor is a huge deal. I also look at loyalty. Like loyalty is a huge deal for me. And not only friendships, but relationships and with family ships. Like I feel like I, I'm going to go here. Like if, if if you get married and you're supposed to be my homie, like <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be in your wedding, like real talk. And I mean... <laughs> Let me tell you guys are not thinking about that but I can under, I can get where you you yeah. know where you're coming from with As that. As a woman that's the that's one of the biggest days of our lives. Right. Yeah. If the people standing up next to you ain't your niggas. If you don't have seven <laughs> sisters and that's the reason why I'm not in your wedding <laughs> right. Then I'm questioning are we really friends? Yeah. Like right. you didn't pick me to be a bridesmaid at least. I don't got to be the maid of honor. Yeah, no, but, but you know there's something else that Don't you, make me no host either. There's something else that we really need to talk about because, <laughs> you know, like I've stated in, like earlier, like I have these tenured relationships, right? So tenured or ten, tenured. Tenured. Okay. Tenured relationships, correct. So I went through a period where everything was just like, you know, oh my gosh, we went through our co- wait, middle school, high school together, college years. Yeah. And then we went through this huge transition period where, you know, we were over the hump of the, I guess, the college years and the struggle after the recession, you know, and yeah. we both, we all were able to, you know, uh, you know, get on our feet. And so like, there was a level as if we didn't necessarily need each other. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it became, um, it became a, a, a weird space hidden in tox, toxicity. Toxicity. Yes. Right. Toxicity. Yeah. Um, but I had to remind myself, 
I had to ask myself, maybe I had to do what Cara did, write a list of pros and cons. And if yeah. the, you know, the pros outweigh the cons, then I needed to, to decipher, you know, what did I need to do in order to like make this thing work? Right. Um, because I could have easily lost a yeah. great friend just based off a of transition. And I'm thinking that it's toxic, but it's really not. It's like, you know, we both have changed. Yeah. And one, one thing that I need to also mention, it's hard for people to like accept change. Very true. And it's hard for me to accept change. So when you see change come about, you need to give yourself time, give that person time in order to adapt to that and make sure that we are all communicating um, properly because it can be a complete misunderstanding. Yeah, you got to meet people where they are, too. Most like, definitely. Yeah. And I almost lost friends because of yeah. that weird transition. And I'm glad I was able to like catch that at a good time right. because it's it's hard like meeting new friends and you know what I'm saying? Meeting new people yeah. and like expecting that loyalty when it's not even there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Correct. Yeah. You you have to definitely, I completely agree with you, Justin. You definitely have to meet people where they are and like make sure that you're um, sensitive and, and cognizant of other obligations that they may have, whether it be their significant other, whether it be their job. Like, I mean, I know for me, like I work 12 hours a day sometimes. Right. And I may not be able to talk to you on the phone, but once a month. But you should know and be confident in our friendship enough to say, like, look, I know Carl got X, Y, Z going on. Let me send her a text. And if she doesn't immediately respond, that's cool. Like, I'm not going to be mad. Yeah. And it's an, it's important to also understand what is required of you as a friend. Um, I think so much we get caught up in what we want from other people or what we want other people to accept from us. But we need to understand what people need from us as our friends. Like you're saying, um, you work a lot and, and all those things. But we have to understand um, if we have a friend that's needy, you know, um, and when you stop meeting their needs um, and they feel like you're maybe changing, they take it as yeah. a change or whatever, they but they're not do. they're not taking consideration, you know, where you are in life. But I think it's important for us to take a step back and say, hey, I've always called so-and-so on Tuesdays. And all of a sudden, I'm not calling them on Tuesdays anymore. But they needed that time. So it's important to understand, like, you your need role. to your role yeah. and what your responsibility is as a friend. But when it comes to aborting that relationship, when it becomes toxic or you can't have peace because of yeah. them being so needy and not understanding where you are, like, y'all can't have a conversation and say, hey, this is where I'm at in life. These are the things that are going on on with me mm -hmm. i can't give you all of that yeah um and they don't accept that it is time to let those relationships go and i think justin you spoke on earlier saying that um you've had relationships like that have been long lasting from right. like when you were a kid yeah um i think a lot of the times we get stuck on being so loyal like mm. oh i've known them since i was six That's so true yeah. or you know our That's mamas so our friends or whatever yeah we feel like we can't let it go or take a step back you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I know that I've put myself in a situation where I, I, I did take a step back, but then I allowed myself to go back in and mm. then it became a very tumultuous, is that the word? Tumultuous. Tumultuous <laughs> situation. I'm because, the dictionary. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. I looked right to my right at Carl, like, <laughs> was that right? No, look, I was um, like, talks. <laughs> that became a hard situation <laughs> because um i took on so much more stress because i did not allow myself to continue to allow yeah. that space between those friends we could have still had that friendship had i stepped back right but because i didn't and i felt like oh i've known this person for so long i yeah. have to be their friend i have to be there it became 
horrible. Yeah, it was so it was you you have to know when you need to step back, and you can change the dynamic of the friendship. So it doesn't mean necessarily right. like I think yeah. I think that's where we exactly. as millennials like mess up, where we just try to cut people off, mm-hmm. and it's not so black Listen, and white as that. That's my like, answer, and I'm realizing I can't do you that. You can't do that. Like you you can switch up the dynamic of that. So let's say, and this is just very basic, but let's say you used to talk to them every week. Mm-hmm. You can kind of pull back and be like, I'm gonna just hit them with a call every once a month or just send them a text or something like that instead of communicating with them on a regular basis like that because you feel like it's toxic and draining. I've had a relationship like that where I felt like every time we talked, I was mentally and emotionally drained. Wow. Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, that's not healthy as a friendship. And so I've taken a step back from that and we talk less often and I feel better about the right, relationship. Right. But you're still friends. But we're still friends yeah. and exactly. we're not... On that's that important. same level, yeah, that's right. Important. And I think that's important. I don't think cutting it off is the is the answer. I think but you can. There let are from there are some things where you need to cut off the relationship. Yeah, I think jealousy. It's a um, prime example of you aborting the friendship because, right. you know, my mom always said, Justin, you will not be able to keep jealous company, and yeah. I didn't realize what she meant by that until maybe like three years ago. Yeah. Like yeah. having jealous people in your circle is just not going to happen. And it may not even be because you have all this extra shit. It's because you are just a happy-go-lucky person. Or are you yeah. able to right. navigate through life without looking or feeling bothered, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Um, I think jealousy is one of them. I think envy, obviously. Um, If a person just completely uses you, listen, all of my friendships – it's a reciprocated benefit. Yeah. I can benefit from them, from them just as much as they can benefit from right. them. And that was my initial thought. If I can benefit from you, then, and it's not all about the ben- the benefit, but because that you sounds have a to, little selfish. It, it does seem selfish, but yeah. you know, you have to be able to benefit from that relationship. Right. You know, God will put you in some areas and places where you know you're going to have to be there for people, right. but it should never be a just take from their end and you give that just it just won't happen that way so correct yeah and that goes for relationships too so yeah bringing it into relationships like (laughs) i mean (laughs) lord no um i mean i think i think i think with relationships it's it's different because it's also about maturity so whenever you're ready to be with one person forever or close to forever you are able to decipher things that you're willing to deal with and things that you're not willing to deal with. So what have been some of the things like in the past where none of us are married? Mm -hmm. So what have been some of the things in the past that you've said, okay, like this is it, this relationship is over. I can't do it anymore. Emotional abuse for me. Emotional abuse. Yeah. For me, it was when I wasn't happy, like I'm genuinely (laughs) Yeah, I have. I, I mean, I don't have the best life, but I, I genuinely cultivate a space where I'm emotionally supported to mm. live in my happy space. So if I'm like in a relationship with someone and I'm no longer happy, then there's absolutely no reason for you to be in my life if mm. you are contributing to that unhappiness. unhappiness. But, it, is, it, but what contributes to that? Like, I feel like happiness is such a broad spectrum right? prime example we can be physically attracted to someone i can be physically attracted to you but unequally yoked and i hate to be so biblical in these terms but like that makes sense i mean i, I can be physically attracted to you but from a partnership perspective we don't mesh mm-hmm. and it will never work out yeah so why am i making this a thing when i know in fact that i hate the way you budget money 
and that will never work until you get that correct. That's important. And if right. I begin to take that lead and begin to teach you, then that's going to make you feel uncomfortable as if I'm demeaning you as a person and it just will not work. So I, I just feel that there are certain areas for me and what I value because there are certain things that I value yeah. in relationships. And if those things that I value is not there, then as much as I want to make it work, it's not going to work. And then I'll be unhappy. Yeah. So it's like we can be friends and we can still have sex. <laughs> just, just so you had to throw that in. Yeah, I mean, it's I cool. Still it's not get that some, deep, but we don't gotta be together. Um, and it yeah. don't have to be that deep. Like relationships don't have to be dramatic, and that's what I've learned. Right. I think for me, it doesn't have. I'm you sorry. don't go ahead. Go ahead. I guess for me, what has ended relationships in the past when I start to be fake. Like when I'm literally just sitting on the phone with you because I feel obligated Um, that I have to talk to you now or I'm coming to your house or we're going out, whatever. Now I'm being fake and I really don't want to because we've had so many issues that our connection is not there anymore. So that's when it's like, all right, this needs to just be done. I don't need to continue to string you along and then take myself through that either. So... I think I'm on the same page with y'all, but I think as I've matured, I've realized that I'm not going to like everything about my significant other. Like, there are going to be some things where I'm like, nigga, like, I hate this about you. Like, I hate the fact, I'm not going to go into specifics, but like, there are certain things that I may not like. But But are those things things that you value so that's the thing there are deal breakers right in relationships i think that's with all relationships there are deal breakers and if like if you don't love jesus right or if you aren't good with money because i'm not good with money somebody got to be good with money or if you um don't love me in my love language and you don't attempt to like those for me are deal breakers. Really? But when you yes, when you love somebody and you know that you don't love them in the same way, like you don't receive love in the same way that they do, you will at least try to meet them where they are. I and agree. Yeah, I think that that's important. I think with all, I think especially in romantic relationships, yeah. for sure. There's it's all about compromise and communication. So but I'm a the com- relate. Well, I feel that a relationship isn't all about. Um, communication and compromise what else is i think about? communication is important for you to be aware of it like i need to know that you aren't affectionate but that does not mean that we can't be together if that makes sense like i need to understand that you are not this person and once i understand that then i'm able to like take the emo- my emotions out of that and not equate you not touching me as Absolutely you not, not wanting to be with I me. Disagree. Really, yeah, woman, because, I think it's different. Yeah, I mean, because I think accepting- I think men do it all. I think we have a lot of relationships where a prime example of a woman wants a man to be more affectionate, but that does not mean that they need to end their relationship. That's correct. I mean, my boyfriend is not an affectionate person. Well, that's what I'm but talking he's about. Trying to, but that's the thing. He is attempting to. It may not be to the level that I am. So you want him to attempt until he dies. I want him to try. Until I he dies. Yeah, there has to, to be try. an attempt. Is that fair? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm trying to meet him too. I know that he's not affectionate, so I'm not going to make out with him in public. It's not about like whether you're going to um, love them the way you want to be loved 
it's them loving you the way you want to be loved. And, vice versa. and so you be, and vice versa. And so you have to attempt to love someone the way they need to be loved. That's what the five love languages is about. Or you said love languages, but there's a book called yeah. the five okay. love languages. And that's what it's about. I it's haven't just read the book. That and it's called it's the five love language. It's a test. We have okay. to take the yeah. test. Okay. It's we'll awesome. Take it. It's great. I'm scared. Um, but it's basically saying that <laughs> you may be a person um, that loves to be um, affectionate. Okay. But I may be a person that likes gifts, like tangible gifts. So, so in order for me to feel loved, I would need those gifts. In order for you to feel loved, I would need to show you affection. So you cannot just give me the affection because that's the way you want to be loved. That's not mm -hmm. how I receive love. So I will never see, I will never feel like you're loving me if you don't Correct. love me the way I need to Correct. be loved. But where does the, I think the problem comes in when you're not receiving what you feel that should be reciprocated. That's what so we're I, saying. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what we're saying. So the five love languages are receiving gifts, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service or devotion, and physical touch. I can tell you right now, mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. That's mine. I want you Those to are mine touch also. me and tell me why you're touching me. <laughs> tell me you love me. <laughs> tell me now and touch me now. Tell me you want and me. And it doesn't always have to be sexual. Like, just hugs or right like i missed you of, yeah. give me a big hug but i, I guess what i'm saying huge. i guess what i'm saying is is that i like now that i'm older right i can i'm able to in terms of relationships i'm able to look outside of just the love because love is a feeling i don't feel like a relationship can sustain with just love alone there Very has to true. be some practical yeah. elements by that there has to I'm be some saying, practical I'm elements with that. I'm not willing to compromise the way I need to be loved. I, I need a person to try to love me the way I need to be loved, at least. Most definitely. And I feel like if, if, if two people want to be together, then with that want, I think that try does come. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I just feel that there have been so many successful relationships where two people did not may, may not have had the same love languages and it worked because they tried. They tried. Okay. It's because they tried. I'm gotcha. telling you, it's a try. I, it's okay. the tr it's a try because you like for instance, my mom and stepdad. Like m most men are not affectionate, like touching wise, right? Mm -hmm. like, right. Like, men are taught, especially black men, they're taught yeah. to be hard, emotionally like distant. That's just what they're taught. You're not That's supposed sad. to cry. It is. It's very yes, sad. But sad. They're not supposed to be in touch with their emotions. So touching a woman outside of sex is like not holding hands, you know, PDA, it's not accepted normally. Mm -hmm. So most men show their affection by buying gifts. But if I don't give a darn about this watch, and I really, I, honestly, I don't give a darn about the watch. I want you to hug me in front of your friends. And if you never attempt to do that, or if you just are cold to me in public, it doesn't matter how many bags you buy me. I'm going to get sick of that and not really feel like you love me. It's it's real. I'm telling you. I think what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> is that I think we often go into these relationships being extremely selfish and selfish in ways of how can I feel as normal as possible while being in this relationship. That's true. And when you get outside of that selfish feeling and you move in a way where you're appreciative and this may seem crazy with what I'm about to say. You're appreciative to have someone who are you physically, you have physical chemistry and you just have chemistry with. Yeah. And you just try to vibe. It's a, it's a constant effort to vibe on their level. 
not necessarily thinking what's being reciprocated for me. But it and, should be vice versa for both people. Most definitely. If both people go into it with that attitude, then yeah. it'll already be a compromise. Most definitely. Right. And most that's what definitely. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think both parties should attempt. They should all try. Right. They should. Everybody should try. Yeah. And that's, I think, that's, so when, when you stop trying or when, and, or when you see that the other person is no longer trying, like you gotta, you gotta call it quits. Really? Unless you're a savage like me and if they just. But what if, I, mean, I don't know, like I just feel like, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I can get, ex- I would, I would get exhausted from, let's say, buying gifts all the time. But not if that's the way that it you show love. It doesn't always have to be. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that's not my way that I show love and I'm with, let's say, Michelle, if you were the type of person who needed all these gifts, like for me, like for me, like um, tangible things doesn't hold value. So I've I've had somebody write me a note. That's a gift. It's super cute, too. Okay. Um, that's great yeah so it doesn't have to be something where you're just going out and you know purchasing things all the time Mm -hmm. but you're giving something to them now i'm not a person that need gifts like that Mm -hmm. but i thought that that was so nice and so creative because you didn't buy me anything but it meant a lot for me to walk into the house and see this note sitting there that you drew and you colored you know like that was very nice so you don't always have you you can get creative with that. So I have a question. At what point cuz this is obviously my first time hearing about these <laughs> five love languages. Do you actually have a conversation about this or yeah. you just yeah. or you really do? We we read the book together yeah. and then took the test. Oh. I think that might be. I think it's awesome to oh, read the book. Oh, y'all so corny. With, no, just man. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, with your your mate. I think it's awesome to read that book. Yeah. It's important. Like, I mean, and, and so it's an actual conversation that you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's wow. like a list of like 40 questions that you answer and, and however many points you get. So what if you're not compatible? Like, like then what you do? It's not whether you're compatible. Oh, okay. It's mm-hmm. whether you're willing to try to love them oh. the in way the way that they receive loved. love. That seemed like a dun 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 moment. Like, it might. Because well, if you're so not willing to do that, then you wait, do Wait, what, what are the five? What are the five? What are the five? Um, I know it's receiving gifts, quality time. I don't think I can do that. Okay. Quality time. I can do that. Words of affirmation. I can do that. Acts of service or devotion. I can definitely do that. And physical touch. Okay. Yeah, I can do that. So okay. you normally have two things that you... Right. Or is it's it just one two, thing? Okay. Yeah, it's normally okay. two like things that are the highest of the scored points or whatever. And okay. then those two are the ones that you need to feel love. So... If I am words of affirmation and acts of service and you keep buying me gifts, I, even though you think you're showing me love, I'm not receiving it in that way. So you don't, you don't like. Receiving gifts are not my thing. Right. But you don't look at it. Okay. This is his way of showing me that he loves yes, me. Yes. But once we've read the book, you can't. Un- <laughs> Wait. What? You can't unknow what I've taught you. Okay. So niggas don't need to read the book then. No. <laughs> no. But si- no, even, no, even still, a person is not going to. You're going to say, oh, like, this is how he shows me love. But you're still never going to actually receive it as love. Like, you can acknowledge it. That doesn't mean that you receive it. So if you're always getting gifts. And that's not like she said, what was it? Words of affirmation, but you would rather hear a thank you or, um, babe, you look great today. Or you did an amazing job when you did X, Y, and Z. If that's the way you receive love and you're getting gifts, you're never going to feel like, Oh, I'm really being loved the way I want to. So you, that person has to try every now and then to give you the love that you need to feel. Okay. You know, 
And even if it's, it's not more of an awareness, awareness, it's an awareness okay. factor. All right, it's and not like a deal breaker. No, no. Okay, unless they say I'm not gonna try. Correct. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Do bad. you not feel that way? No, no, no. I I get it. It was just hard for me to like. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm sorry. And okay. this was probably everybody read so, that book, Gary Chapman, the I'm Five Love Languages. Say, you probably need to really take some time out before you you know read that book with your man because he probably won't understand it like I did. Like I just really. Did. If y'all are on week one, do not <laughs> come up in that thing with the five. Please love don't. Languages. <laughs> Cause I'm over it already. I'm like, done with you. Y'all need to be like six to eight, nine a year in. Like y'all cannot be playing. Tell my day two. Oh, let's read this let's love languages book. Love <laughs> because I knew you didn't know. <laughs> nah, nah, partner. No, no, it's not um, that deep. Y'all still eating at Chili's, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm dead. Nah, um, but, uh, no, like a serious topic is probably not topic, but like transition into like when it's time to abort is with family. That's a listen. Oh Jesus! I'm sorry, I just got nervous. No. And all of us. Why did everybody have to hit no, that? I, uh, it's a bit. No, it's it's a lot. It's crippling sometimes. Like family drama really affects your psyche. It affects. It can really like if you have a lot of stuff going on, it it can affect every element of your everyday life. Right to the point where you can really become depressed because your family is full of drama. I think for me that goes back to my peace. Like. Yeah. Um, oftentimes, if you have siblings and your parents are still alive um, or aunts, cousins, whatever, granny, they can bring you in their drama with other family members. Like they'll call you and be like, I hate it. Did you know that? Uh, No, I don't want to hear this. I hate it. Like, I don't want to sit on the phone and talk about this person. And I also don't want you to go back and tell that person what your sister said. Right. Because uh-uh. they're going to do it quick. So they will you, do that real quick. So you abort your grandmother for that? Nah, I'm just going to be like, <laughs> Granny, um, Bye, granny. Well, yeah. abort, what abort. hat you wearing in the church this week? No, for real. Like, I'm, I, I'll listen, but I don't engage. I've learned that um, engaging in those conversations can be um, yeah. tough. Yeah. So I will listen to my family members if they have to tell me things, but I can't engage in that conversation because then you're bringing me into something that has absolutely nothing to do with me. Right. I think for me, like, and I think I think a lot of people can probably relate to this. Like, <clears throat> my childhood was a little shitty. So um, I, for a long time, held grudges against my parents and the people who raised me, my grandparents, because of the negative things that happened to me as a child. And I'll get to those, you know, in later episodes. But, mm-hmm. like, I held grudges for years, well into my 20s, where I just was like, I'm done. And I think it's important to take a step back. And this goes, I think, toward my better relationship with the Lord. Thank the Lord for Jesus, by the way. Praise him. want to do it. <laughs> um, he ain't done with me yet. Um, but I think this goes back to just praying for people and praying for your peace, which goes back to what Michelle was saying. But you really sometimes, like, if people have hurt you over and over and over and over and over and over for years, it's difficult to just listen and not participate. And so instead of, like, letting them, allowing them to affect your emotions, you got to love them from afar. And I mean, like, yeah. I can't talk to y'all. Right. I'm not visiting for Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's out. Like, I'm going to see you on Facebook. I might like a couple of statuses. Yeah. But outside of that, I am not allowing you into my mental space because you're toxic. See, I don't know if I agree with um, keeping that space from family 
like that. Simply, I've, I went through a lot as a child as well, but um, I think I learned not only to understand um, what I went through, but to forgive those people and forgiving them without an apology for all the oh, yeah. messed up things that they did to me. Oh, yeah. And then having to understand that when those things were going on, they were actually going through life as I am right now. And a lot of the things that I've been through in life, if I had kids right now, it would probably be tough because um, you're trying to navigate through life and figure out things on your own. And then you have another person to be responsible for. So I forgave my parents for a lot of things. And I'm, I've, I've gotten to the point, not like it happened overnight, but I've gotten to the point where um communicating with them and being around them is all about love now it's all about the fact that one day you won't be here and I'm just going to respect this moment that we have and try to live in this and like I said I'll have the conversation with you but I won't engage because like you were saying I don't want you to be in my mm -hmm. mental space like that yeah. yeah but I still for me I still want to be around my family because I know how precious yeah, time, time is, is. Yeah. and I, I I have to forgive you for what happened and just move on from it like right. that's that's where I'm am that's where I am and it came from a lot of time so I like I'm very big on forgiveness because I think it has everything to do with your uh, self growth, your self awareness, and your emotions at that particular point. But I'm not a forgiver where just because I forgave you that means I have to engage with you. Hello, um, I was just and, about to say that. And I say this because I mean honestly, right? I, my parents has um, have not done anything for me to um, detach myself from them. However, um, if you know, molestation is involved and I'm not equating your response to that, but I mean, something as severe as these things, I do feel that you owe it to yourself to forgive the situation and to forgive that person. Um, but you cannot place yourself into um, an environment that may um, test your emotions and your ability to control yourself because right. we're all out here um, living um, in, in, in grace and we all live in, in a space where given the right ingredients at the right time, the right like emotions, we all can literally pop off. Right. So I'm a huge believer in cultivating a space where you can exist in a, an area, a space where you are comfortable, you're not being um, tugged emotionally. Yeah. And in the event that your uncle who has done some tragic things to you and you have forgave him, I mean, you have moved past that um, and you don't want to go to the family dinner because you may feel that you're going to get, you may feel uncomfortable, have these awkward moments yeah. that I don't feel that you need to go if you don't want to go. It's okay to be selfish in those moments, I think. I, like, I agree to a certain extent. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that as far as, you know, when it comes to molestation and things like that. I don't think that just health-wise you should put yourself back in that environment. Um, but or whatever what you would you miss? What, what would you miss out on? Like, I, I guess I'm just thinking of, like, my grandmother that – uh, Christmas is at her house mm -hmm. and she's 76 years old and um, 
I need to be there. I need to be around her. But if, if there are people that, you know, there have been some severe traumatic situations to happen like that, I, I obviously you don't want to put yourself back in that right. environment. Um, I just think that with the things that I've gone through or, you know, some people that have gone through, you know, minor abuse, we've, you know, you got whoopings. I think the black culture is just really big on whoopings, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about later. <laughs> but, um, be, yeah, you know, whoopings, things like that, that you have to forgive your parents about. Um, I think it would be tough to miss out on a lot because you're saying like, hey, because you beat me, I forgive you, but I'm not coming to. But so well, much of who we are is based on our ability to endure. And sometimes you have these moments where it's okay for you to not be placed into situations where you have to endure through all of your emotions because everyone is fine. But if you've forgiven them and they're not beating you anymore, what are you putting yourself back in? From a realistic perspective, I could literally have uh, forgiven someone is a, a choice to move forward. But that does not mean that you're at a place where you can like, be around them just, and, just, and that's and that's correct just because you forgive somebody does not mean that you have to deal with them because some people literally live for drama that is their goal in life is to create drama and just because i forgive what you've done to me in the past does not mean i have to put myself in that emotional space with you period like i'm telling you i guess for me when i say that that you forgiving them that means that when they do things it no longer bothers you. You know how hard that because, is for me because I haven't mastered that. Well, I, well, that's that's where I've gotten. I've yeah, that's I've, great. I've through prayer, that is through great. forgiving, and all those things. I've gotten to a place where there are people in my family that say things that are so off the wall, but it doesn't even bother me anymore. Like. What you said is who you are. You so are. I'm not up. going to Kudos allow to you. you to get into my headspace like that. But I can still <laughs> enjoy this game of spades at the table with everybody. Not at all. It's, not for me. I, I could not do it. I agree. I think I, I'm going to just say I I think it's okay to be selfish with your emotional space. Yeah, I, think I agree. As millennials, yeah. that's really all we have. Like we have our emotional space and we make the decision to put whoever we want to in that space. And if I don't feel like you're adding anything positive to my personal space, I can be selfish and say, I don't want to deal with you. That does not necessarily mean I don't love you. It doesn't mean I didn't forgive you, Most but it means definitely. that I'm not allowing you into that space. And I'm cool. Right. Until you're able to be emotionally mature with that situation. And I don't necessarily you know? mean that's where I'm I, not, I don't think that yeah. doesn't mean I'm not emotionally mature. I think it means I'm definitely emotionally mature. I'm emotionally mature you, enough. You're to aware you are of aware. your feelings. To decide yeah. I don't want to be around you. Like, hmm. I'm t- I'm, I think that's emotionally mature to be able to decipher. I want this person around me and I don't want this person around me. I think that's okay. Yeah, that is a level of maturity. Um, I just for me, I just think that forgiveness is um, when, you know, like where Michelle is, whenever you are, whenever that person has um, total not not forgiveness, whenever I don't want to say just forgiveness because that's not it. But just in terms of I would love to be in a space where that person has no control over my emotions and I feel like then that's when it's the cycle has been completed see for me I feel like that means I don't love them anymore if I don't love you and care about you then what you say doesn't affect me so Mm. when I still and that's just me when I still love somebody even in a relationship or a friendship when I still love that person and I I in in some aspect longed for them to be into in my life 
and they say something, it literally will tear me up. But if I don't, and I don't that means give that two, if I don't give two f's if I don't care about you. I'm just saying, if I don't love you, then what you say has no. If somebody off the streets like, "Car, you ugly," you your daddy's son. I'm not gonna be. So how did I'm you? How bad. did you get past? I mean, if it's okay for us to just dig yeah. a little deeper, yeah. how did you get past the um, situation with your parents? So it took me a really long time. I think the biggest factor is both of them trying, like both of them acknowledging their wrongs, saying, look, we were young. We didn't know what we were doing. We were trying to grow up as well as be parents at the same time. And we had no idea what we were doing. I think acknowledgement is step number one. And step number two is both of both of us, me being willing to meet them where they are and them being able to meet me where I am and gotcha. having realistic conversations about that. Because I think a lot of families tiptoe around some of the really big issues, like the fact that you Most know definitely. some people's parents cheated yeah. or some people's parents were abusive to each other or some people's I mean people did a lot of really negative things and you shouldn't tiptoe around that be honest I'm almost 30 yeah. like you should be able to say like look we were wrong I should have been there for you and that's what my mom did my mom had me at 15 or she was pregnant at 15 had me at 16 she got married at 17 like I didn't even know who I was at 17. So some of the decisions that she made as a child yeah. affected me now, affect me now as an adult. But she has made the effort to say, listen, we've had plenty of heart to hearts where she's came to me and said, listen, I was a baby. I'm sorry. Right. As simple as that. I'm sorry. And I was able to meet her there. If you don't have at least the decency to apologize, I have nothing to say to you. Period. Some people will never get an apology. There, there are people whose parents grew up in a time or um, have not acknowledged their own personal issues. So they will never get an apology from a parent, from a grandparent or whoever. And so not saying that um, it's not or not saying that it's OK not to get an apology, but in order for that part of your life to not control a lot of your behaviors I feel it's important for you yourself to accept um the fact that you may not get an apology and mm. accept that you're gonna move on with your life and have a peaceful life a life that is filled with happiness and all of those things so that you can move on because yeah. I think a lot of people will hold on especially yeah. um younger people like we'll hold on to things and forever, it will affect the way we are behaving in other relationships because we held on to it. But you're holding on to something that you'll never get an apology from. Yeah. yeah. So when are you going to make the decision that, hey, I need a better life than what I'm living right now? Yeah. And say, you know, X, Y, and Z is what um, X, Y, and Z is what hurt me. Right. So I need to come back from that. I need to move on from that so that I can have a better life. I think um, overall, um, just in terms of like when it's time to abort, I think you will know whenever you begin to internalize or identify, you know, what you value, right. what makes you feel comfortable, what right. like cultivating a space, friendships. Like I'm in the process of literally cultivating a space where it's it supports my emotional state. Yeah, I'm like, listen, I'm one person that can say that I'm a man and I don't have all of my emotions together. But at the same time. You know, it is what it is. So I'm not going to be around someone who's going to test my emotions. So yeah. I think once I once I made a choice to internalize that 
figure out what I can deal with it, what I can deal with and what is not best for me, then I'm able to decipher and move place, move people where they should be in my life. And it's okay to not be there. Like to not, I'm not there. I'm not at a place where I can really say I've fully forgiven people. Um, And that's okay. It's okay to be there. It's also okay to be at Michelle's point. Yeah, that's awesome. It is. I think that is the the pinnacle of emotional growth when you're able to say, I may not get an apology, but I'm okay with that. And you're still able to be in the same room with that person or people. Like, it's okay to be there. It's also okay to be on kind of the brink of that where you're thinking about how you're going to forgive them. Yeah. Or you're thinking about how to forgive them and, and what that looks like for you. And I think it's, once you get to that emotional space where you're like, nah, shawty, like, I'm done. And it's also okay, like you said earlier, earlier, Cara, to just say, like, I'm not going to be around at all. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to be in that space where you say, I can't give this person any energy. Yeah. Until I get to a different level. Right. So that's yeah. okay as well. Like, yeah. the, all the levels are good places to be for you. Right. Right. Because that means you're putting yourself first and you're, you're, un, you're identifying what, what is best for you. Which I think is pretty dope. Like yeah. when I learned how to like abort, that was probably the best thing that have that ever happened to me because it's liberating. I, it's liberating because I pride myself on like being there for a person, but you focus so much on being there for a person or being that solid person to where you forget or you you forget to sit back and ask yourself like, wait. Is this person really for me? For you. For me, yeah. And that's the selfish as fuck part. Right. You have to be. Like, I mean, I think as millennials, we have, in order to really be happy, we have to be selfish in these situations. Let me tell you, 2017 is hold your bitch ass accountable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm holding you accountable, Nick. Hold you accountable. Relationships, friendships, and family ships. Holding you accountable. Like, that's it. I love that. Because, I mean, I know I'm going to come through. And if if I can come through, then you should be be able to come through in some way. And that's okay. If y'all have any questions that y'all want to ask us, we're going to be reaching out to our listeners and reading a listener letter every week. Right. So hit us up on our email at millenniallove, M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L-L-O-V-3 at (laughs) gmail.com. That was real hella long, but it's millennial love. Right. With the three. It, with the three. <laughs> People need to know how to spell it. They do. Because <laughs> y'all have misspelled it before. And go check out our Instagram. Like, we're really active. We are friends living in the same city. So we're probably going to see each other at least once a week. And we're definitely going to post things. And y'all going to see us out because we fly. So come out, triple D. You can't D. miss us. <laughs> we lit. All right, y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. This was episode one. Wrapping it up, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. See y'all later, okay? Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.